Let me tell you about the origins of this podcast. After each of our podcasts, we usually hang around in our virtual recording room and just chat. And last week, I was talking, asking Lee about her experiences um, when she was in Taiwan. Uh, when she was, it was semester at sea, right, Lee? Correct. Okay. Um, and we were kind of comparing notes when I brought up some kind of weirdo Taiwanese customs that I knew about and had encountered, and we were all laughing about that. And it was then, I think, we decided it would make a great podcast to talk about all some of the things that we learned about and some of the things that we may have encountered in the past um, whenever we were traveling around the world. Um, and before I get too far... Once again, this is a Meet Us in Paris podcast, the podcast about all things travel, be it destinations, food, traveling, having an amazing time, or strange, unusual customs. Um, and with me today are my co-hosts, Lee and Emily. Hello, hello. Hey there. So, um, did everyone have coffee too? I need more coffee. Same. I need more, not only for, you know, caffeine, but to warm me up. It's been so cold. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Now, this is California cold. I know, exactly. <laughs> I've been very California cold, frozen. Because <laughs> California cold is what, um, 60 degrees? I 60, yeah. <laughs> so, totally true story. I was flying back from the East Coast in, on January 1st, one year, and it was 55 degrees there, and I've got a long sleeve t shirt, jeans, no big deal. I land in Southern California, Long Beach, and it was, I think it was 58 degrees. And all of a sudden, because of the context, I'm like, it's freaking cold. <laughs> I need my sweat. I need a hoodie. I need this. It's, I'm like, I was bundled up and back east. I was like, ah, yeah, this is, this is great. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, the struggle's real. I got in a conversation on Reddit with um, someone just random and they were in Switzerland and I, I was, it was, it was kind of fun to talk to someone in Switzerland and um, Switzerland is beautiful. And I was just kind of talking to him. It was like, Oh, I love Switzerland, but unfortunately I'm not disciplined enough to be a Swiss, Swiss <laughs> to be Swiss, you know, and he goes, well, you know, and I go, you know, it's like, well, we need some more laid back people here. But I was like, yeah, well, beyond not being disciplined enough to be a Swiss citizen, I don't think I have um, the ability to stand your cold. You know, when it's 60 degrees here, I'm freezing. And he was like, oh, my God, 60 degrees. And, of course, we, <laughs> it was in Celsius. He was like. Uh, no, we're talking about 60 degrees, um, and then I translated into Celsius. He was like, I forget what that was, like 15 degrees Celsius. He's like, that would be so welcome. It has been below freezing here every day for the last two weeks. Oh, <laughs> and, like, and it's just like the idea of cold in California is a different than cold the rest in the rest Exactly. Of the <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, so before we begin, let's do a short message from our sponsor. The events of 2020 have shaken the world and impacted our lives, but fearlessness is the mother of reinvention. Change your career, prepare for a promotion, start a new business with our fully online certificate programs, available anywhere, anytime to fit your busy schedule. With adversity comes great strength. Find yours with us at the University of California, Irvine, Division of Continuing Education. Find out more at ce. 
www.uci.edu. Woo. Okay. We can start out whoever. <laughs> okay, well, I've got one that's ready for the holidays because. Yes. Perfect. Yeah. So, and I wish I could, you know, as I was thinking and researching about this, I've got this uh, former, former coworker in from the, my days at the University of Arkansas who really promotes Krampus. That's <laughs> Krampus with a K um, night in Austria. And for those who it, it's take everything about all, all of those visions of sugar plums dancing your head uh, and squash them because Krampus night is like, it's basically like almost like Satan in Christmas. Like he puts the Satan back in, in, Santa, in Christmas. As opposed to <laughs> so when, if you're traveling to, to Austria or Hungary around Christmas, you're going to meet Krampus and he's like the bad Santa envision like half goat, half demon. And what he basically no. does, if Santa's like the carrot encouraging kids to be good, Krampus is the stick that says, don't be naughty. Um, so according to the, folklore, <laughs> I know it's like, look, all that encouragement, well, let's be real. Kids need to be scared. Yeah. You know, they need the, the heck scared out of them. So Krampus shows up in towns around December 6th. Um, and during that night, people dress up as this like satanic awful creature and just try to look as scary as possible as part of the celebration. Um, so I personally would rather have Santa Claus coming to town more so than Krampus night, but that's just me. Oh, that is crazy. I had heard of Krampus, but I didn't know what it was. There's a, there's a horror movie that came out kind of recent, like within the last five, 10 years, I want to say. And yeah, it had that image of like an evil satanic Santa on like the movie poster. And I knew I did not want to see that. (laughs) Well, and, and I have to credit, I mean, Kent Perodin, um, kudos to you because he, he's an artist. And like, as I said, I met him when, when I was in Arkansas and he does these great pen and ink drawings of, of Krampus, uh, and, and all of this. And so he kind of piqued my interest in it, but I didn't know, like, I think of like the beautiful Christmas markets right. uh, in that part of the world. <laughs> Little did you know that in those dark alleys, Krampus is waiting to get you. Jeez. Okay, man, that's scary. Have you, have you seen you? You talk about the stick versus the uh, you know, instead of the carrot. Have you seen the guy who was walking around on Florida beaches dressed up as the Grim Reaper? Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and point, like pointing at people not wearing masks. Yeah, it's like oh my god, it sounds like the same thing. And bless his heart, because, I mean, he's doing that. He was doing that in the summer, too. Oh, yeah. You know, so, you know it's sun safe. And, yeah, bless his heart. So. And it's performance art. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Man. Okay. Um, I'm going to keep it on the creepy side. Um, but mm. instead of holidays, I all of my... Um, I guess celebration unusual things are all birthday related um, because I, Zen and my birthday are pretty close. My birthday is on Sunday as of we're recording right now. And I can't remember when Zen's is. How did you know my birthday? I remember. I feel like I remembered it from last year or something from, I don't remember either. It's you today. told me it's today. <gasps> oh my goodness. Okay. Happy birthday. I'm glad I talked about it then. Cause I'm always like, I know it's around December, but I don't know when. 
<laughs> don't don't tell anyone. My <laughs> wife and kid haven't said a happy birthday. Oh. They forgot it. And oh. I'm waiting to see how long this how long this lasts. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's just been so busy, and I understand, you know. And she's in school, and you know. But at the same time, I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna hold this on her over her head." <laughs> well, happy birthday! <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. So, the keeping with the creepy, like I said, in Switzerland, uh, it sounds like from the research that I did, it sounds like it's a fairly relatively new tradition. I don't know how far back it goes, but um, especially in Lucerne, Switzerland, and we also mentioned, I think Zen, you just mentioned Switzerland in like our intro, uh, but there is the tradition of a stalking clown Ooh. like leading up to your birthday. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so obviously like I think in America, I don't know how many people do this anymore, but you have like the happy clown at birthday parties, like making balloon animals and things like that. Um, I don't know if that extends to the rest of the world, but it's kind of that similar idea. But instead of a happy clown, like instead of a happy Santa, it's like this really terrifying um, clown that parents will actually hire to like torment their child. Um so I guess it can either be like the day of tormenting or you could like get the package where they torment you for the whole week leading up to the child's birthday. Oh <laughs> um, but yeah, so like if you're doing the week long package, I guess the, the clown will send like scary texts or like ominous phone calls. And then on the day of, they will follow the child around in a really creepy costume and it'll all end in either like a cake or a pie in the face. And it's supposed to be like that anticipation, I guess is supposed to kind of align with the excitement you feel like leading up to Christmas. Um, I don't know if that's the same kind of feeling that people get, but apparently the kids love it. Uh, and there is like, if the parents feel that the kids are completely terrified, they'll like call it off. Uh, but just the idea, and especially I hate clowns and I, I always have, and I always will, I think. Uh, so that idea is very terrifying to me. I do not want a clown happy or demonizing around me on my birthday. <laughs> have you guys I, I mean i'm sorry to keep on going on sides but this sounds very similar have you heard about the guys who have done like a 30-year game of tag no yes <clears throat> so these guys have been playing tag since like high school or something like that and they they every one month a year they're allowed to start their tag game and tag game up again and these guys live all over the united states mm -hmm. and they will fly to their friend's house Man. just to make their friend it That's and, they've, <laughs> and they've gone to the point where stuff like one guy is like um his neighbor got a new car and his neighbors hey would you like to see my new car check this out so we you know showing him his new car and they open up the trunk and his friend jumps out and tags him Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> and they've been doing this for 40 years i i think i've even heard like they'll jump you know like they'll be like in important board meetings or something like that and tagging each other and stuff like that oh wow but, like out of the blues their friend comes out of the blue and starts chasing him down the hallway or something like that <laughs> and it's just like 
Oh my god, that is nuts. So it sounds kind of like the same thing. Sorry. It does. It does. <laughs> <laughs> um okay, I'm gonna go I got something, but it's probably a little bit more lighthearted. Um I'm gonna go, you know, we've been kind of doing spooky things. I'm gonna just do something unusual. So um one of the things that sparked my my um, thoughts when I was talking to you, Lee, last week uh-huh. is this sound. I don't know if you heard this, but I'm going to see if I can play this and if we can be heard on my um, my microphone. Can you guys hear this? Oh, yeah. 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 You guys know what that is? Green sleeves or Edelweiss? Something like it, I think green sleeves. Green sleeves. Yeah. Fur Elise? Fur Elise. Oh, man. It, it was got to be one of those. Right. <laughs> okay. But do you know what's playing Fur Elise? Like the instrument? No, no, no. What do you What do you think that is coming from? Oh. I thought it was coming from your computer. <laughs> I'm like, your question. That is from a Taiwanese garbage truck. What? When you are going around in downtown Taipei, you will be hearing that song being played by garbage trucks. You'll hear it echoing throughout all the buildings as you're going through the city different times during the day. And this is the craziest <laughs> thing. Okay, so um, so I always thought they were it's like, I never knew what it was. I assumed that they were like ice cream trucks or something. I never, sometimes you just hear them. You don't see them. Mm-hmm. And apparently Taiwan has a very, very, very strict gar. It's called garbage. Never touches the ground policy. And what had happened was when I was young, you go back to Taiwan and there was rats everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, just because you have garbage cans, you, even if you seal them, something gets in. Someone forgets to close it, rats find a hole, whatever, they get in there. So it became so bad that the city decided that we need to do something about it. And they came to this, no garbage touches the ground. And what it amounts to is that every single day, garbage trucks pass by your house on a regular schedule. And they play for a lease warning you that the truck is down the street. You should be coming out of your house if you want to throw your garbage away. Um, there are three trucks in a row, is my understanding. Um, the first truck is garbage, and the second truck is recycling, and the third truck is, um, what do you call it, organic waste, like yeah. leftover vegetables, whatever, whatever, whatever. And so they have almost 100% recycling. And the way it works is the garbage is in a blue bag um, and the blue bags had to be purchased at a store. They could per- be purchased wherever, but they are all like, I don't know, like a dollar or something like that. You And they have to be certified and stamped by the government. And so they're small bags. They're like the size of a smaller than like a small um, office waste basket. Mm-hmm. And so, Every time you put stuff in there, it's costing you money. So it encourages people to put stuff into the recycling bags, and recycling bags are free. Hmm. And food bags are, uh, any organic waste is free as well. 
But if you get caught putting garbage in the recycling bags, it's a $200 fine. Ooh. Ooh. So they have, but the garbage trucks go by every day. There's no reason to have any garbage in your house. It never goes into a garbage can on the street. The rat problem has completely disappeared. And, um, but it's just such a strange cultural phenomena I've never heard of. So, um, but you hear, if you're in downtown Taiwan, you'll just listen. And it's not always for a lease, but there are always some kind of classical Beethoven song or something like that. <laughs> That's so fun. I like it. I know. I like right? it too. So, okay. All right. So while we're throwing out our, ra- our waste, um, I'm going to th- throw something <laughs> else out there. And that is cinnamon. Okay, so here's the deal, you know, and we all, you know, having, you know, worked with, you know, young adults for most of my life, you know, there's always that, that angst they feel when they turn 25, I'm a quarter of a century old. Well, there's a lot of things to love about Denmark, but that is not a place you want to celebrate your 25th birthday. Because if you're not married and you're celebrating your 25th birthday in Denmark, they're going to throw cinnamon at you. It's a tradition. Kind of like, you know, the clowns, but a little bit better smelling that when you turn 25, if you're not married, your friends ambush you on your birthday with a cinnamon shower all day. Um, and if you're 30, it's upgraded to pepper. So that's nothing Ooh. to see that. Man, have you ever, did you guys see the cinnamon challenge that was going around like years, a couple, few years ago? Oh my gosh. Did you yeah. ever try that? No. Because it's terrible. I tried it. It was not fun. (laughs) I didn't know what to expect, but it's exactly what you would expect it to be. Everyone coughing up cinnamon because it's so strong in your throat and it's just this cloud of brown (laughs) that comes out. Yeah. I mean, this, when I saw the images of this, I thought like, oh, wow, it's kind of like fun, like Diwali. But then you're just, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'd much rather have cinnamon than pepper. You know, don't get me wrong. But it's just like, I mean, everyone's going to be craving Cinnabons as you're walking around. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to be searching for Cinnabons. Like, where in the why? I'd rather have it in my bourbon. (laughs) <laughs> oh well played well played but yeah i'm just like wow, talk about being outed at 25 like no please i'd get there you know just run the you know the equivalent of denmark vegas for the quickie wedding just so you can get you know the exemption for that day i guess <laughs> oh my goodness man okay i'm gonna take it also throwing things on your birthday at an age um this one's gonna be in germany and it's only for single men, affecting single men who are turning 30. Um, so on that day, there's a long-standing tradition that all single men turning 30 on their birthday, they go out and they sweep like the steps of the local church or the town hall, the city hall, some like governmental, you know. So everyone can see how well they can clean. And it's supposed to like help them find a woman, of course, or find someone to marry. And um, there's like added things for this tradition too. Not only are they out there on their birthday, like bright and early on their 30th birthday, sweeping like, city steps but their friends and family will go out there and actually throw like trash and debris for them to clean up some more (laughs) you know really really sell it and then there's also rumors i don't know how true this is or if anyone actually partakes in this but there's rumors that the men must also do this while dressed in drag and drunk on schnapps 
oh, it just gets worse. Yeah, you know. So however ruthless your family and friends are, that's just how you'll spend your 30th birthday as a single man. <laughs> and, you know, it sounded so good until not. Yes. <laughs> I'm still kind of <laughs> in shock. What? <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, so my next one. This one I have not experienced in person, but I have asked some family members about it, and it's completely true. In Taiwan, apparently it is not common, but not uncommon, to have a procession at a funeral involving exotic dancers. Ooh. Okay. Catch the okay. Follow this. <laughs> this isn't just you know wacky cousin Phil sort of thing. <laughs> no, no. I mean, so it, it it's not not everyone does this, but at the same time, it's common enough that people kind of shrug it off. And if you are someone um, of note, or maybe not even note, you just want to be noted, what they will do is they will invite a series of exotic dancers probably closer to go-go dancers you know the from what i've seen and they will have like a bunch of cars with poles on them and they will have these exotic dancers dancing as uh and following your casket car Mm -hmm. um and i guess the apparently it was a um a rite of passage and it was to Hire originally you hired professional entertainers to perform at funerals, um, or um, this is also not uncommon uh, is that you would get professional mourners as well, and um, then it kind of morphed into trying to draw attention to it, uh, to your passing. And what better way to uh, call attention to your passing than strippers? Of course, they don't get completely naked, but I mean, but they get down to their underwear so. Uh, there you go. There's the weirdest thing I have ever heard of personally in Taiwan. Wow. <laughs> and well, so they do it in China too, I guess. I'm sorry. What? Is it just for like, would you do that for grandma? Like I, I my grandmother would have been pissed. <laughs> like she wants us to say the rosary. She doesn't want. <laughs> oh, yeah. But then again, yeah, you know. It's are like, these, yeah. Are these strippers, are they are they requested by the person who passed or is it like their family just wants to, you know, make it more of a fun occasion? I wonder, I don't know if you know. (laughs) I don't know, but what I know is it is usually they are hired by family. Mm -hmm. Um, So, well, I mean, maybe you have some decision in it. I guess, guess if you put in your will, but it's hired by family. I have heard that some of them are for women who have passed on. But I don't know the complete truth to that. But so it's just these are entertainers to draw attention to your passing. It's just there's nothing that will draw more attention than scantily dressed women dancing on poles. It's hard to be a moving vehicle. Yeah. Yeah, Well, and and then there's the other thing. They're dancing on poles and moving vehicles. So props to them because, I mean, that's a special kind of dancer right there. Oh, yeah. well, just think, you know, there's there's actually an industry designed to make these kind of vehicles. Wow. <laughs> think about that, right? There's so, so much to this. There's depth to this. 
<laughs> Actually, go go. Um, if you look, uh, well, no, I mean, I probably shouldn't encourage you. I, to, but yeah, you can see sometimes you can see some pictures. They're essentially like a jeep with a pole in the back of it or something like that, and they're not naked or anything. But it still is kind of like, you know, like it's kind of like stuff that you see on the um on a beach. But at the same time, it's like, huh, that's really weird. So, you know, and I I've got family members such that like I could see them playing bets. You know, number one, I could see a couple of them being more than willing to audition the dancers, you know, I could bet that they would just be like, you know, yeah, I, I, it scares me on some levels. Cause I could see them being like, you know, I, I really think it's time to put, you know, uncle Frank down. No, there's some, yeah, some things out there. That's for sure. Well, what's famous is that there's actually um, a politician who passed away and his family, I hope not the city, hired 50 exotic dancers to follow him. 50. Ooh. 50. Just think, 50 Jeeps with dancers all dancing on top of them in coordination with music. Okay, now, and this is how selfish I am, and I'm going to completely own it. I'm going to be that person at the back who's trying to get to the store or has to pee. I'm <laughs> 50 dang Jeeps and strippers. I am not a happy camper. <laughs> oh my god i never thought of that no i mean i just go what in the world so you're like i need no. where's this gotta be an atm somewhere <laughs> oh my goodness yeah anywho um i'm gonna okay. pass the baton <laughs> next <laughs> okay well it's a little late because thanksgiving is behind us um but as we think back to thanksgiving Thailand actually has an interesting uh, type of celebration. So, and they actually have, it's the Monkey Buffet Festival. Now, unlike ours in the U.S., where our Thanksgiving is held on the third Thursday of November, the Monkey Buffet Festival is actually held in the last Sunday of November. And what you basically do is they want to bring good luck. So you be, all of these top chefs are spending hours creating buffets. Local people are making snacks, sweets, and drinks just for macaque monkeys. Because the thing oh, is... God. It, I thought, I thought you were saying they eat the monkeys. No, they're not. <laughs> the monkeys are the guests <laughs> of honor. Oh, I'm feeling much better. Oh, yeah. No, the monkeys are the guests of honor. So it's not unusual. Like, you'll see videos of monkeys, like, opening up a can of Coke and eating fruit. And people are there celebrating the monkeys, dressing like the monkeys, dancing like the monkeys, um, making monkey masks. So... Yeah, while we're all sitting down to our quiet Thanksgiving dinner, folks are ramping up to get their monkey on. <laughs> <laughs> oh my yeah. Did they give you any indication of how that came about? You know, I, I'm not really sure. It's just, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, I think good luck, especially before holidays, like it's, it's that type of thing, but... I don't know, but I'd, I'd be happy to look into that one. I mean, for me, I'd much rather be sitting down and eating a bunch of food from chefs and hanging out with monkeys than doing like, you know, post Black Friday sales and getting grouchy over the last tickle me Elmo's. So, but that's <laughs> Sounds, I, I like the monkey one too. <laughs> okay. Bye. I'm still sticking with my birthday theme. Uh, this one takes place in Russia. And it's kind of like it's it's kind of like your birthday mixed with Christmas. 
Um, so basically, throughout your your year, um, if a child is misbehaving, ghosts will confiscate their favorite toys. Um, and then if you're good enough by your next birthday, then you get the toy returned to you. Um, and so I guess that in my in my opinion, that sounds kind of like Christmas where you're kind of expected to be nice and not naughty um, in order to receive the toy that you already own and you should receive it again. Um, and you, if there's a, I guess Russian children don't just get one toy taken from them. They get multiple toys taken from them throughout the year. So the fun is that it's a ghost that confiscates these toys. And then it's also another, it's, I don't know if it's the same ghost or another ghost or a spirit, uh, but it's a spirit that's returning your gifts. And it's kind of like Secret Santa because then the child gets to guess which toy was confiscated or like which toy he's he or she is going to be opening up that day on his or her birthday. Um, and I just think it's funny how this ghost, it's like implied that a ghost does all of this, not, not their parents or not Santa or anything like that, but it's a ghost that confiscates your things and a ghost that returns it. Um, but yeah, I just thought that was interesting because I'm not sure if or how they celebrate Christmas in Russia, but that sounds very similar. Huh. In my opinion. <laughs> Thanks for my stuff back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, you don't get new toys. You don't get new toys. It's the same ones. <laughs> it sounds like that rotten neighbor you like, you know, lent your hammer to, and then at Christmas they're like, "Hey, I got you a hammer." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. I don't know. Oh I don't man. Know. <laughs> so, how do you acquire more toys? Because it seems like it'd be an endless recycling of just. That's like what I was thinking too. I'm like, it's. It sounds interesting in that it's kind of like green economically recycling reusing but then yeah how do you get more toys if you're always waiting for that one toy to come back to you next year ah and what oh about God. i no longer like it i'm so over barbie now <laughs> then you're just bitter <laughs> lee it's tw- for you that you had to wait 20 years <laughs> for that toy to come back exactly. man <laughs> Meanwhile, like, Tickle Me Elmo's batteries have died. He's like, oh. <laughs> I don't know if like, sleeping with other kids and stuff. I mean, it's just so variables here. The batteries are leaking and such. <laughs> Elmo's seen better days. It's like, ha, 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 ha. No, anyways. Um, okay, I got another one that's completely weirdo. Now, this is, once again, I... I it's it is out there. I don't know how common it is, but have you guys heard of the um, wife stealing grace? No. What is this? <laughs> okay, you know, I just realized I have two things with women. I am not not misogynistic. I promise you. I just realized that this is terrible. Strippers, wife, like yeah, we wife really have an intervention oh, here. No. Yeah, I just real. Okay, this is called wife carrying, and it's a wife carrying race that originates in Finland. Oh, and apparently, what had happened was that um, it originated. It's based off some kind of historical happening. Was there was a in the nineteenth century? There was a guy. I'm not going to pronounce this correctly. Called named. 
Herico Rosvoronikian or Ronikian the robber. <laughs> and back then, these little tribes or small villages, people would go from city to city and steal women to get wives. Okay. So they, they would leave their city, go to the next city or you know whatever village, steal women, bring them back to their village and marry them and make them oh. their wives. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> so now what they do is they have a race and it's kind of like um what do you call it when you uh you know in high school I remember these things, but essentially you would run through neighborhoods and stuff like that. Uh it's not on a track, a non-track race. So um, essentially they have like an obstacle course kind of race that involves lakes or going through the fields or whatever through the woods. And you grab a woman and you carry her on your back for the distance and whoever gets to the finish line first wins. And there's all sorts of rules. The woman must weigh 108 pounds or more. Oh, or more. I know. I was going to say that's really specific. <laughs> well, if you weigh less than 108 pounds, it'll actually weigh her down more. She has to be more than 17 years old. Okay. The other thing is um, they have all sorts of safety rules because um, whoever gets dropped, I mean, whoever gets carried gets dropped quite often. And so all the women have to wear helmets. Um, there's also called something called the Estonian carry. And um, the the teams that have won the most do the Estonian carry. And the way they do it is they actually hold the woman upside down on their back. So the woman's face is facing down and is grasping the male's uh, waist. And the knees are around the guy's, the back of his head. And, um, and the craziest thing is they go through ponds. So the women's heads are underwater for oh my god no way yeah yeah i mean just for brief amounts of time but they're getting splashed <laughs> <That's still laughs> yeah. and i thought and i believe the award is the whoever you carry their weight in i think it's their weight in beer or something like that and this has been going on in finland you just okay google it look at the video it is the funniest thing you've ever seen but when you hear about the origins it makes it even weirder so, there you go. Yeah. Everyone's speechless. <laughs> oh, it's just like, we're going to celebrate this kidnapping and, you know, abductions by continuing the tradition. Right? <laughs> I know. It's just like. Oh, man. Wow. <laughs> I know. Wow. Everyone's just going, Zen. <laughs> Yeah, we're sending an intervention. Yeah, no more sharing, please. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa. Oh, my gosh. Well, I I do have a little bit more information from that. uh, The monkeys, if you want. Okay. Okay. Just to kind of like do a mental cleanse of of all this. It actually started in 1989 um, by a hotelier. hotelier. Um, But the whole thought is... He actually based it on an earlier tradition about a, a Sanskrit story in which a heroic monkey with human abilities rescues a bride to be hmm, who was abducted hmm. by a ten-headed demon. Look at I'm tying all of this in together. <laughs> Zen's brought you know, abductions, my demon from earlier, a little bit of monkeys. Anyways, the monkey 
finds this founds the city and then he leads the residents to believe that his current monkey neighbors are descendants of his bloodline and should be celebrated. So okay. So there you go. And each year, just to get, I get an example, the residents of the city offer more than four and a half tons, tons of fruits, vegetables, and candies to the monkeys. So not, not a small deal. Like you thought you had a lot of leftovers. Yeah. Just imagine that what's left over at the monkey festival. I think this sounds like, like a farming community came up with this idea, trying to sell uh, more produce. Yeah, between that and the, and the hotel guy just saying, like, look, you want to be here for this great festival. Where else can you see macaques drinking Coke? Well, pretty much everywhere in Thailand. But <laughs> it's special. It's special. It's special. It's a festival. So, yeah. But there we go. I tie, tying it all in together. There wow. you go. And I'm sure there's wow. cinnamon treats and creepy clowns. and Of course. all right all right so wow we traveled the world and learned so many strange things (laughs) (laughs) that's why we like traveling yes exactly i think zen's last one leaving us speechless is perfect (laughs) (laughs) indeed Indeed. Okay. Well, thank you so much for tuning into this especially unusual customs podcast. What did you guys think? Do you know anything that could top Zen's? I think Zen's is just, you know, the most strange. (laughs) And let us know on our social media channels where you can also find photos of our adventures from around the world, interesting articles, and more. And happy birthday to Emily. Oh, and happy birthday to Zen. (laughs) (laughs) Meet us in Paris is the University of California, Irvine, Division of Continuing Education Production. If you need a career boost, looking to to increase your workplace knowledge, or seeking a new profession, check them out at ce.uci.edu for their professional courses. And thanks again for tuning in. Bye. Bye. Please say bye. Bye. (laughs) 